Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Kruthoff. I am here with my co-host, Chris Smith. How's it going, everybody? Have a great Thanksgiving, first of all. I want to lead off with that. We did, unfortunately, lose probably the best game of the week. The only game I was looking forward to. anyone was looking forward to. But let's be real. We're all degenerates. We're all going to hammer Thursday night games just because... It's just what we do. It's, it's something. That's what we do. It just it sucks because always the Cowboys and the Lions and it's like, yeah. all right, shitty games. And right. then we get like an AFC championship caliber game where there's a lot on the state, you know? Absolutely. Pittsburgh's 9-0. and Yep. And the Ravens need to win that to keep their hopes alive in the division and now COVID strikes. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to the game, but I think it helps the Ravens so much that they don't have to play this game on Thursday night. Right. Because they're so banged up right now that those like few extra days rest are going to help them so, so much. But like I said, we'll get to that game. Um, real quick off the top, quick moment of silence for Diego Maradona who passed away an absolute soccer legend. Even if you don't follow soccer, you know who he is. So I'll give him a quick three seconds. Rest in peace, my guy. Yeah. Um, we do have college basketball back, and I cannot tell you how happy I am. Like it just flew under the radar too. I do. I forgot. Right. Like I, I, I just remember waking up yesterday. And like, oh, there's college basketball tomorrow, dude. I woke up today, yeah. and I'm just like looking at ESPN and like you know going through some stuff, and it's like live sports. I'm like, it's live right yeah. now, and it's like college basketball. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, all these games. These are just like the filler games, the absolute blowouts that happened in the beginning of the year. Like like we said, Xavier was the first game to go off today. They put up 101. They were 15.5-point favorites, ended up winning by almost 50. Um, Illinois put up 122. I don't care who you play. Putting up 122 points in a 40-minute basketball game is impressive. Um I know you got action right now. You're going to be sweating this one. Iowa minus 28 and a half. 28. 28. And they're up by 30 with four minutes to go. So that'll be, that'll be a definitely an interesting one for you coming down the stretch. But yeah, let's just get into it. Let's get into some football. Thanksgiving day. Our first game at 930 in the morning. Oh, by the way, just a quick recap from last week. I went six and seven. You went five and eight, but we both lost our super locks of the week. Um, I'll get into how much of a fraud Tua is. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure we will definitely break down the Chiefs game a little bit more. But uh, yeah, first game on the docket: the Houston Texans against the Detroit Lions. Houston coming in at minus three as a road favorite. The over under is fifty one and a half. I mean. After watching the Lions get blanked by the Panthers, who have easily a bottom defense in the league, how do you pick the Lions here? Especially like Houston is playing better football right Right. now, and the Lions are not. So like, I I just, I, I have to go with the Texans. I absolutely love the Texans this week, actually. See, and that's, that's the thing is like, again, you would think the line would be bigger. They're playing better football. They just beat the Patriots with ease. You know, Deshaun Watson's finally, you know, come into his own and he's going off. And they're only two-point favorites. I get it. They're on the road. But, I mean, the Detroit Lions have looked really bad. And for them to only be getting two and a half, I'm going to take the home dog here. I'm going to take the home dog. I mean, which makes sense. Like, this is a spot the Lions play in every year. So, right. I mean, they're they're – decent on Thursday nights, but yeah, I just like, for me, it's just the trajectory both these teams are going on. Like the Texans ultimately, I think will end the season with a better record than the lions. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So I think this is where it starts. Um, like you said, I Deshaun Watson is just the best player on the field at any given time. Um, for me, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start with opposite ends on that one. I think this will be kind of like a track meet. So the over 51 and a half kind of looks nice to me too. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm on the Texans. Chris is on the Lions. We will get to the Washington Washingtons versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas minus three. The over-under is 46. Again, I'm going to take the road dog here. I'm going to take the road team. I love Washington in this spot. The Cowboys have a big win over Minnesota. So any chance the books get to like make Dallas a favorite, they will. Yeah. So coming off a win, Andy Dalton came back. They made a surging team look pedestrian. But at the same time, it's like, I think Washington, maybe the Giants, is not saying a lot, but I think they're the best team in the NFC least. Right. So I think Washington can win this game. Alex Smith has been looking pretty decent so far. They made the Bengals look bad. The Bengals, I still think, I mean, not without Joey Burrow. But uh, I still think the Bengals are a better team than the Cowboys, like they were. Yeah. So, yeah, give me Washington. I actually, I will take Washington on the money line. Honestly, I'm going to take Washington on the money line, too. I'll He's a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Alex Smith is. I'll take that, even with half a leg. Right. And then they got them. They have the edge on defense as well, you know. Um, right, Andy Dalton should just be getting hammered right. this whole game. Right. He's just going to be running for his life. And like you said, this line is showing of what happened last week, them right. beating the Vikings. Yeah. And everyone said, oh, you know, maybe are the Cowboys back? Oh, they got a little. No, I think Washington comes in. And covers the reverse spread, probably wins by three, but or more, but definitely take the plus three and the money line. Yep. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that that's it on the <laughs> Thursday night games. But uh, yeah, let's get a nice little parlay going tomorrow and and win some money going into the weekend. Um, that being said, we will get into the Sunday night games or Sunday games. First on the docket is the Oakland Raiders against the Atlanta Falcons. Las Vegas is a minus three road dog, a road favorite over under 55 and a half. Again, how do you not go with the road team here? Right. Like the Raiders are just a head and shoulders. Like they're they're a whole body better than the Falcons are. As much as I agree, it's like I hate – how little the line is. I mean, they gave the Chiefs a run for their money this past week. You know, they've looked great. They won three in a row coming into that. But the line's only three. The Falcons look terrible against the Saints with a backup tight end quarterback. Horrible. And they're only getting three points. I think I love the Raiders too much here. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those scenarios. So... I'm going to go with Atlanta plus three, maybe by a half a point because it might, they might lose by maybe three and push. Hook. Yeah. And uh, as much as I hate the Falcons, I'm going to have to take them here. Which I mean, like I get it, but again, it's like just not one of those games that feels very trappy to me. It's just the Raiders are four and one on the road. The Falcons are one and four at home and they might not even have Julio Jones this week. So if Julio Jones is out, like you're going to see this line at like Oakland or Las Vegas minus like five, minus six. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it gets up to that, I'll still take the Falcons at the minus okay. plus five Fair plus enough. six. I just think the Raiders can control this game. But again, like I said that about a couple teams last week that weren't able to control the game. But yeah, like I'm, I'm on three road teams right now. I just think they're the better teams. Um, I'm on the Raiders at the plus or minus three. You are on the Falcons at plus three. We got the Los Angeles Chargers against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo minus five and a half over under 53 and a half. I just cannot figure this Chargers team out. They're weird. <laughs> They're so weird. I told you with his haircut, he would do better. And oh, yeah. See, like It's one of those scenes <laughs> like he was definitely like a pretty boy. All right. You know, like he had the long hair and. And all that stuff. He's in LA. It looks like I gave him his haircut. <laughs> like I just took a like a clippers and just went 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 went. Right. Like that's how I would make myself look. So he's he's saying he's like, hey, I don't care about how I look. I just want to play football and I want to win. Right. He's not going to win this week. No, no, no. <laughs> but so yeah, give me Buffalo minus five and a half. Um, I think this is another high scoring game. I like the over 53 and a half. The one thing the Chargers do well is move the ball and they can score, but giving up 28 points to the Jets. 
know. I mean, the, the Bills should give up. The this bill should score thirty five. Easy, easy, easy. And I don't think the Chargers will be able to keep up with Josh Allen and that Bills def or offense. So yeah, give me the Bills minus five and a half. I do like the over as well. Um, we will move on to the New York Giants against the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, I think we need another three mo- three second of silence for old Jerry- Joey Burrow's knee there because. Man, have you heard? What's, like, up, what's up with the Washington field? That's, everybody. That's, you know, Alex Smith. Was that Joe Thiemann or Joe Thiesman? Thiesman before. Yeah. Um, we got Alex Smith now. Who was the other quarterback that just went down there as well? Um, oh, no. The backup for Washington, Allen. Kyle he, Allen. Yeah. Kyle Allen went yeah. down. And now we got Joe Burrow. I mean, is it turf there or is it grass? I think it's grass. Because, like, I get it if it's, like, the turf monster because it's not as forgiving. Right. But, like, if it's grass, like, dude, it's just such bad luck. They need to move that whole stadium. Everyone complains about it. Right. Every team. I remember, like, um, that one in Meadowlands I hear people complain about just, like, all the time. Um, But, man, how bad do you feel for Joe Burrow? Really bad. That dude messed up. Do you hear, like, the extent of it? Yeah. An ACL tear. MCL tear and like other. and structural damage. Yeah, like that's almost that sounds as bad as like the Alex Smith injury. Right. But then did you see when they were taking him off the field? Like he didn't move. Like he was just like whatever. Right. Like, it, it looks like it didn't bother him at all. It's like he knew, but he's right. like, all right, ain't right. It. And I mean, dude, with the amount of punishment that dude was taking every single game. Like the writing was on the wall, right? You know what I mean. Like it was going to happen at some point where he was going to get hurt, and it sucks because the Bengals' offensive line is just that atrocious. But yeah, dude, like you never like to see it, and now you have Brandon Allen starting Ooh. for the Bengals. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, this guy was a practice squad quarterback the entire year. Um, he passed Ryan Finley. In less than a half of football, as Ryan Finley went three for 10 for 30 yards against Washington when he came in to fill in for Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor and the Bengals coaching staff said, yeah, that's all we needed to see. Right. You're not touching the field unless this guy dies too. Right. So that and, being said, oh, it's in Cincinnati. I was going to say, if it's in, if it's in uh, MetLife, then there might be a chance of that, but never mind. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Giants are six-point favorites on the road. This is a 3-7 and seven team that is six-point favorites on the road. Um, I'm taking the Bengals at the plus six. <sighs> and I, If the Giants play anything like they did against the Bucks, and they've kind of been playing well these last couple weeks, right. they just lose it at the end. I'm going to go with Danny Dimes. I mean, I'm going to go with a team that has a legit quarterback that's played in games, that has a legit receiving core. Joe Mixon's out for the Bengals, and I have their quarterback out. You know, I'm just going to take with the most complete team at the moment. Which is fair. The only thing I'm going to go off of is it says it's going to rain, so it should be a little bit slower game that the Bengals might be able to, like, hang around in. And when we saw, what's his name, Jake Lutton, Lutton. Come in, and then Ben DiNucci come in. Guys you had never even heard of. Right. In both of those games, they covered their numbers, and they actually almost won. So that's the only reason I'm not going to sleep on this kid yeah. and, and just fall into that trap. And, I mean, the Giants, yeah, they might be better than the Bengals, but they're still not a good team. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, they should be able to shoot themselves in the foot. Danny will have his – his one, his one interception, his one fumble that he always has, at least one every game. Every game. So, yeah, I like the Bengals to at least cover this, maybe even tease it up if you want to throw a teaser in there. But, uh, yeah, I'm on the Bengals. I'll take the Giants. You're on the Giants. Um, moving on to another good game, the rematch of Thursday night's game a couple weeks ago. The Tennessee Titans versus Indianapolis Colts. Indiana is minus three. The over-under is 51. We love both of these teams. Yeah, I guess. 
But who do we love more is the question here. It's really like, who are you going to get in this game? Are you going to get Phillip Rivers that throws for 400 yards and no interceptions? Or are you going to get King Henry who runs the ball for 1,000 yards in one right. game? Because some games, they sh- like the, the Colts defense basically shut down Derrick Henry last time yep. he played. Yep. But then they just threw the ball over that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I'm going to ride with the Colts here again. I really like them. Their defense is good. Phillip Rivers seems to be taking care of the ball more. And they they can run the ball themselves, too. It's right. not just over the top. Like right. They're doing well with that Jonathan Taylor kid. So I'm going to go with the Colts here. Please don't let me down against the Colts. I'm against the Titans again. Right. Because then, uh, yeah, I've never bet them again. I'm, I'm with you here. I mean, the Colts are just – we're talking about complete teams. The Colts are – definitely more of a complete team. Right. Um, I, I think their defense is still number one in the league. They should be able to suffocate Derrick Henry again and force Ryan Tannehill to throw, who hasn't had the year that everyone thought he was going to have. He hasn't had a bad year, but he's not what everyone thought he was going to be coming into the year after having that career resurgence with uh, Tennessee last year. But, um, yeah, like you said, like Phillip Rivers is – controlling the ball more he's not making those dumb passes you know he's kind of like drew Brees in it you right. know he, he, he all he needs to do is dink and dunk he doesn't need to push the ball down the field because these guys can move it all you need to do seven yards here six yards there keep keep moving the ball and the tennessee titans are a team you can do that against so yeah give me the colts minus a three i love them here too it's a good spot for them at home as well the uh Carolina Panthers at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota minus three and a half. The over under is 50 and a half. Man, like PJ Walker looked good. He did look good. He looked real good. And I mean, is Carolina's defense all of a sudden good? Who knows? I think they might have stepped up because Teddy Bridgewater was out. But he might, he's supposed to play this game. He was questionable to play last week. Okay. And they were like, ah, like the coach is like, something told me to keep him out. And PJ Walker came and did what he had to do. But this week, he's supposed to be a go. But I mean, as good as PJ Walker looked last week, do you really like force Teddy Bridgewater to go out there, especially at four and seven? I you know what so. I mean? I mean, I still think so. I think they put him in there. I mean, the the injury wasn't as bad as they originally like believed it to be. Right. And so I think that's what last week they kind of let him rest. But I, I think you come in and you got to prove a point against Minnesota and you put your best player out there. So is Minnesota bad again? No. <laughs> right? Like, no. are we all off Min- the Minnesota train after – I mean, they looked horrible last week. But at the same time, it's like – I think they just got outscored. I mean, they literally were in the game the whole time. They were right. winning. And then here comes Zeke, who actually ran the ball very well. And that last play, they ran it down their throat, literally. And that's why I think it was just a fluke game. I'm going to go with Minnesota here at home, minus three and a half. I think Carolina won't play as well as they did last week. It's same, you know. And Minnesota just has too many good players to look that bad again. See, but the thing is, for me, it's like if Teddy Bridgewater does come back, then they are a good, like they are a better team. You know what I mean? Like he's been able to score. Like they right. can move the ball. It's it's just weird. Like I think the path to victory for the Vikings here is Dalvin Cook needs to have like 150, 160 yards with two touchdowns. Right. But because yeah. like he he is their pretty much entire offense to this point in the year. I mean, you got to give credit to Justin Jefferson, uh, Adam Thielen. Like they're still out there, you know, Kyle Rudolph, even though he doesn't touch it as much. Right. Like, they still have playmakers. So. I mean, they still have playmakers, sure. But if you take Dalvin Cook out of that equation, I mean – you don't open up the passing game for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen like they've been able to. Right. So, I mean, if the Pan- if the Panthers' defense can play anything like they did last week, and are and they're able to hold Minnesota to you know, if they can contain Dalvin Cook a little bit, I think the Panthers can win this game. Um, cause again, it's just like a, another thing where both of these teams are not very good. I, I still think the Panthers are better than what their record says, 
Um, I'm going to take the Panthers at the plus three and a half. I just like them here. Um, I've liked them all year. They're, they cover a lot of their games. So, yeah, I'll take them at the three and a half. You're on Minnesota at minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. We will move on to the Arizona Cardinals versus the New England Patriots. Arizona minus two and a half. The over under is 49 and a half. I still hate Drake Kirkpatrick. <laughs> that hate has not gone away at all. Um, they should be seven and three at the worst right now. Um, this one's hard for me because we still don't know the status of Kyler Murray's shoulder. They keep saying he's fine, but every other every other thing that you hear is. Uh, that he's still like working on it. He's still hurt a little bit. Right. He says he was okay. He's like, I feel good. Yeah. I'm good. And then Kingsbury like talked to him and they're kind of like, uh, are you good though? Like, do we really want to put you out there right now? Yeah. Do we want to like force the issue? Right. And then I saw that DeAndre Hopkins isn't practicing because of an illness. So who knows what that means these days? Right. So, there's so many questions up in the air about this game. Cause I was looking at the injury report to new England's injury is, injury report is like a mile long. Jeez. Everybody on that team looks like they're on the injury report. So it looks like new England's coming in banged up. Arizona's coming in banged up. Um, if Kyler, if Kyler plays, and he can play at at least 80 to 85%, I will take the Cardinals here at the minus two and a half. I just think they're a better team. New England, I mean, they're going to get their wins just because it's New England, and they do have Bill Belichick on the sideline. I mean, I think... It doesn't mean anything because I thought the same thing last week against the Texans. And but, but right, but the thing is, like, they also beat the Ravens the week before who they weren't supposed to beat. Right. And so you home. don't know who this team is. Right. Like, they're beating teams that they shouldn't beat. They're losing to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Right. So Arizona, again, and I've said this all year, and I don't think I've not picked Arizona yet, but I've said it all year. Arizona should win this game. Should They should win this game. They have a really terrible habit of playing down to their competition when they should just be able to throw, run and throw the ball down the Patriots' throats. So I'm going to bet on Arizona at the minus two and a half. If Kyler plays, right. I'm taking Arizona. I mean, it's just... They're the better team. And they the are line, the better team. The line looks weird at two, two and a half. It almost seems like, you know, the books think New England's going to win. It's almost, it is trappy. Like, this game is, truly, like, truly looks trappy. Too like. Yeah, so, I mean, for that alone, I'm not going to touch the game. Like, if I had to, I'm, if I have to pick a side, I'm picking Arizona. But this is definitely a trappy feel to it at the minus two and a half. I'm 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 hoping Belichick doesn't let me down because I'm gonna take New England. I have to. It's just at you two, just said you were gonna take Arizona. No, but we just talked about it, and now I talked myself <laughs> into not giving up. Like last week, I put in the ugliest ticket. I was okay. literally looking at it. And yeah. it was like Cowboys, Broncos, <laughs> you know. And I'm literally looking at it like this thing is so ugly. Like this can't win. And guess what? It came down to my pick of the week. Yep. The fucking Chiefs, yep. and I didn't even hedge it. I was like, you know what? This is a winner. Just that confident. This is a winner. Because I didn't want to like hedge him. Like, fuck, I lost money because yeah. I hedged it. And I was like, no. I'm believing my pick of the week, and you fucking let me down. Yep. Patrick Mahomes throws a pick before the half, and that would have been the cover. I guarantee it. But yeah, anyways, you're probably right. I'm on New England. I just talked myself out of Arizona. <laughs> Last time I bet Arizona, they made the goddamn... Seahawks defense look like the Colts defense. Like they made them look so good, it was unbelievable. I'm just gonna have to take New England here. Well, okay, they didn't make their defense look that great. Okay, oh, Drake Kirkpatrick, that was one play. That was one on play, your but defense. 
I get it, but the defense wasn't helping them. They were getting long fields all the time, no turnovers. Like Arizona did not have one drive that whole game where they had good field position. Who cares? They were going against like the worst defense in the league. They should have been well, able to drive. Kyler the field. was hurt. Kyler was hurt. Oh, here's the excuses. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with Arizona at the minus two and a half. Chris flip flopped to New England at the plus two and a half. Like a pain. We, we will move on to the Miami Dolphins to against the worst game of the week. The New York Jumbo Jets. Miami minus seven. The over under is forty four and a half. I do have to apologize for this being my lock of the week. I I finally believed in the freaking Dolphins, and they let me down. I believed that Tua could be a good game manager. Ends up getting fucking benched. Supposedly, he's back in the lineup this week. Um, How do you feel about that? Like, how stupid is that? They're like, oh, he's still our guy. We just put somebody in we thought could win. Well, then why wouldn't you have Fitzpatrick in the whole time? Why did they do this? And we said this when it happened in the first place. Like, what reason did you have to bench to bench Fitzpatrick in the first place? Right. He's been playing good all year. Right. And now all you're doing is creating a, a quarterback controversy. Right. To what uh, is he's not ready? No. I don't care what anyone says. Sure, he hasn't technically lost a game in the NFL yet. But his defense really won him those games. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And then now you see that the defense wasn't able to hold the Broncos to like the 10 points that I thought they would. Right. And they look like shit. Right. So Tua is not a guy that you are going to be confident in to get you a come from behind win yet. Right. Ryan and Fitzpatrick can do that. Exactly. It shows. He put him in. Right. And he almost did do it. He almost did do it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, give me the Jets. If two is starting, I'm taking the Jets. The Jets have not looked as bad as they have in previous weeks. They've almost actually won a couple games. Um, the line is still too big. I still think it's Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's horrible, but he's good enough to keep you around in a game against right. another – I don't want to say Miami's a bad team, but I don't really think they're a great team yet. And I'm with you. I'm with you on the Jets, even though I thought the Jets would get blown. They were getting blown out at half. And then oh, just absolutely. the late cover. Like, yeah. the, I'm so pissed. That's what that. the Chargers do. Though. Right. They just blow leads. So I'm on the Jets. It's divisional. It gets right. close. Right. I could even see the Jets pulling up an upset here and getting their one and only win of the year. Absolutely. Cause just because it's divisional. Yep. You know what I mean? So... As much as everyone's Ryan Hine, I guarantee like 90% of the money is going to be on the fucking Dolphins this 100%. week. It's going to be that t- game that people lose their million-dollar parlays that put the Dolphins' money line. This is like Miami. It probably is like Miami minus seven at even money. Right. Like what the Ravens were against the Patriots. Right. Like you didn't think there was any way that they could lose, and then it happens. And then it happens. So, this is like Miami every year beating the Patriots once a year. Yeah. You know, you're like, ah, oh, it can't happen again. Yeah, absolutely. Again. You're right. Oh, it can't happen. It happens. You're right. So we'll see. We'll see how Tua comes back after having just a horrible game um, against the Broncos. Um, we are both on the Jets. Moving on to the Cleveland Brownies at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cleveland minus seven as the road favorite. The over under is forty nine. Looks like we're going to have some weather in this game. Um, man, seven seems like a big number. Mike Glennon is starting at the, at quarterback for the Jags this week. I, I don't know where to go on this one. I'm taking the Browns. I believe like, okay, the Steelers aren't as good. Wait, hold on. Wait, you're going to say you believe in the Browns now? Just in this game. (laughs) Come on now. Like, give me a break here. We got Mike Glennon. Like not only are they seven and three, you just won't admit it. You're playing Jacksonville. They're still seven and three. Jacksonville's one game out from being the first overall pick. <laughs> like, I think they got lucky beating the Colts in week two. You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking the Browns because I took Jacksonville last week. Yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, they can cover this. No way. They're both way wrong. And the Steelers blow them out. So if the Browns can do anything like the Steelers did, they'll blow them out too. And the line is the exact same line as the Miami game. So watch. The Jets will cover, and the Cle- and Cleveland will cover. It'll be flip-flop. 
Because you know what happens when there's two lines that are exactly the same. Even the money lines are the same. Minus 300, minus 300. Plus 250, plus 250. So I think the Jets cover and uh, and Cleveland covers. So I'm taking Cleveland minus seven here um, all day. I just – all day. Hey, I'm with you. I mean, I've been – for whatever reason, I love the Browns this year. <laughs> like, I've been the biggest Browns fan for, for some reason. I don't even – like the Browns, but yeah, give me the Browns minus seven. Um, it just feels, yeah, like you're right. Like Mike Glennon, he hasn't started since 2017. Like this should be, it doesn't feel like it's too easy though. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't because it's still a seven point spread. Right. If it was like a two point, yeah, like three two or point, three. I'd be like, okay, wait a second. Yeah, it's but it's like a touchdown is, is still a lot of points. Dude, the Browns win this game. Like, they're pretty much a shoe-in for the playoffs. Yeah, but that's like... This year, the shoe-on... The shoe on, a shoe-in for the playoffs doesn't mean shit when there's extra spots getting in this but year. But they're, they're, they would be 8-3. and three. They're a good team. No. Put some respect on their name. No. I had to do it for the Steelers. Because they keep... They're 10-0. and 0. They keep winning. They're 7-3. They keep winning. They lost three games. <laughs> All right, well, we're both on the Browns. We will move on to, unfortunately, oh. the Ravens and Steelers. So it is a morning game. Yeah, they, they did move it to Sunday morning. Um, they were talking about making an afternoon game because there's only like three afternoon games. So that's interesting that they made it a morning game. Well, he has some good afternoon games. I know. So um, right now, the Ravens are plus four. Um, on the road against the Steelers, the over/under is forty-five. The this is a must-win, a must-win for Baltimore, a must-win, and like coming off of two bad losses, yeah, like. Mm. But this is this is the thing that the Ravens have had against them since Lamar Jackson came into the year, is that they only beat bad teams. And then once they play a good team, they kind of fade. Well, they can't even beat bad teams, apparently. You know, losing to New England, who isn't See, the greatest team. I'll give them that New England game just because of how horrible the weather was. Okay. That, like, I'll give them a small pass on that one. But they're a run-first team. They should have thrived in that weather. That, and, and that's also a very good point. But at the same time, it's like you were missing Mark Ingram. But, J.K. Dobbins is okay. Dobbins has been their guy for basically the whole year. But that's but that's another thing. It's like New England was able to stack the box that whole game. Yeah. Because you couldn't really throw. So the throwing element was completely gone. Right. You know what I mean? So like I said, I, I, I didn't want to put too much stock in that game. But now you lose to Tennessee. Now you're 6-4. and four. There's a lot of other teams ahead of you or right there with you. And the Ravens have just not looked like a complete team, like whatsoever. Like Lamar Jackson is definitely been figured out. Right. I think. Right. I mean, he even said it. He's like, the other teams know what we're doing. Right. And I'm like, well, get better at I'm going to run the ball every play. You know what I mean? Like, don't run the ball every play. Right. Don't run it yourself. The first, the thing I hate about him is he doesn't even, like, take the play action and, and like, survey it's like play action, I'm gone. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like if you were to actually play action, survey, then take off, you might actually have more windows. But the fact that it's like play action, okay, the play action went to him, he's gonna run the ball. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. people don't even people aren't even bought in on their running backs anymore. They're basically no. like, Oh, he's handing the ball off. Nope, Lamar's keeping it every time. And they're like, Oh, they actually hand it off to JK Dobbins. Cool, that's why J.K. Dobbins is beginning five yards of carry. Right. Because right. now they're like, all right, Lamar is going to keep the ball. Yeah. But, like you said, this is a must win. I, even though I've been on the Steelers all year, I officially hate the Steelers more than anybody else in the league right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Ravens here. They have to win this game. They're going to keep it close. I think they cover the plus four. I hope they win outright. So, I've been against the Steelers all year. 
But yeah. it just the Ravens are just not a good football team right now. I know. Their I know. offense looks like crap, and now you have to go against the Steelers' defense. Their defense is absolutely shredded. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that the Steelers have the best offense in the NFL, but they don't definitely don't have the worst. Right. So they should be able to expose that Ravens' defense. I mean, dude, like Derrick Henry just had a day. Right. He, I mean, he went off so the Steelers this is a big game too like if if this wasn't a divisional game and this was like a six and four Titans team I could see the Titans giving the Steelers a a hard time but the thing is is if the Steelers lose this game they're out of first they get knocked down well that's also win and they're tied for first now right well that's what I'm saying like this is as big a game for the Steelers as it is the Ravens. And I mean, the Steelers are just playing so much better than the Ravens. This is is just, for me, I don't want to read too much into anything because I I just think the Steelers are a way better team than the Ravens are right now. So I'll take the the Steelers at the minus four. I don't want to. I don't want to, but I will. So I'm on the Steelers here. You're sticking with the Ravens. I have to. They, I don't see Baltimore losing three games in a row. This one means a lot. I, I just I have to go Lamar Jackson here. I, I have to hope that. But this is the best team they they're playing in this three game span. You think they're just like automatically can find it? Well, in game one, they would have won it if Lamar Jackson didn't fumble the ball on the two yard line and still almost had a chance to come down and win it again. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But the the Pittsburgh, other than the last two games playing atrocious teams, have literally come down to the other team's errors at the end of the game. Tennessee missing the field goal. These guys following the You just call Tennessee an atrocious team? No, that the other teams that Pittsburgh has beat, like the last two, Jacksonville. Oh, okay. I, was, I was about to say, I was like, damn. You like throwing all the disrespect no. on the Titans right now. No, like, but you they, are right. You are right. You like, know the Bengals, Jacksonville. Those are the teams they've blown out. But it's like they're bad teams, and all the good teams they played have come down to those teams making a mistake late in the fourth to not go ahead. But that's the thing. Like we also talked about this when we were talking about BYU last week. Is they might not be beating the best teams, but they're beating these teams like they should be. Right. And the Steelers are beat like the, they beat down the Bengals. They beat down the Jaguars. Now, if it was a closer game between those two teams, then I'd be like, all right, like this team obviously isn't playing as good as they should be. They're yeah. not winning like they should be, but they are winning like they should be against those bad teams. So, I, yeah, I just think it's a it's a it's a must win for both teams. Yeah. So, because the Steelers' schedule does not get any easier down the stretch. Nope. This is like the beginning of them, Colts, Bills. I don't know who their last game is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm on the Steelers. You're on the Ravens. We will move on to our afternoon game. Games. The New Orleans Saints against the Denver Broncos. Nolens is minus six. Um. Now doesn't just doesn't. I could definitely see them covering the six. Something late, like a backdoor. Like oh yeah, like hundred percent, like a backdoor cover, something like that. Yeah. I didn't even see Taysom Hill's numbers from um, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Rushed ten times for forty nine yards and two touchdowns. I mean. That that's that's the thing is like he needs to have a big game running right to keep that passing game open for them. Um, and Michael Thomas comes back nine yards, one hundred four receiving or nine receptions, one hundred four receiving. Emmanuel Sanders four yards, sixty six receiving. Alvin Kamara only had thirteen rushes for forty five yards. Of course, scored a touchdown because that's all that guy does. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, it's just like, it just seems too easy. Right. It seems like New Orleans should win this game by 20, 25 points. But yeah, like like we said, the Broncos played the Dolphins really tough and beat them. And now everyone's super high on Taysom Hill, and he should come back down to earth a little bit. Right. The Broncos' defense is 
definitely a little bit better than the Falcons. So, um, yeah, give me uh, give me the Broncos at the plus six here. Yeah, I'll take the home dog here. Uh, yeah. You know, plus six. If they, if they play any way, if their defense plays any good as they did against the Dolphins, they should shut them down, basically. Right. Absolutely. Um, the 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. L.A. is minus seven. The over-under is 45 and a half. The Rams made themselves a legit team with the win over the Buccaneers. You know, we were on the Rams early, and then we yeah. called them frauds because they played the whole NFC lease team, and like we're like, all right. Did we call them frauds, or yes. were we not sure yet because of who they had beat? I'm like we weren't sure yet. I'm literally 98% sure we called them frauds <laughs> because we were like, oh, they're winning all these games, and then we're like, wait a second. They're, they'd be in the Cowboys. They'd yeah. be in the Eagles. They'd be like, well, then we're like, okay, wait a second. Um, yeah, but going into, you know, being Tampa last night at home, last night, two Monday. nights ago, Monday, against Monday, I mean, I'm buying into it. If their defense, I mean, San Francisco has who? Everyone's out. Everyone's in you know, everyone's out. Their whole defense is out. Their whole offense is out. Like, I'm surprised this isn't a 12 point spread. Yeah, it should honestly. be bigger. Division. The only reason I would say it's close because of divisional, but I mean, like, the, the Niners have nobody. No. The only way the Rams lose this game is if they just look past this game and, yeah. like, literally fumble the ball 10 times, throw two pick sixes out of nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just bad football. Speaking of, I want to see who the Rams play next week. So, because you're all right, like, this could be a situation. The Rams have the Cardinals next week. Right. It's a huge game for them. Right. So maybe you're right. Like, maybe the Rams do kind of look past the 49ers here. Just because they're so injured. And they're right. like, oh, we got this. Right. You know? But I, I just have to say with the Rams, you know, I doubted them. I thought Tom Brady would do better against them. No, they made Tom Brady look bad. But a lot of teams have made Tom Brady look bad this year. Do yeah. we put that much stock into Tom Brady looking bad no, anymore? But I, I put that much stock in that team. That team has a great defense. That team has all these stars on offense, and they still couldn't get it done at home against the Rams. Who, you know, who they have? Robert Woods. He's actually good. No, I know. But, like, other than that, you know what I mean? They don't have Cooper Cup, two, two targets. Right. You know, on, their defense is great, yes. But they make, you know— the Buccaneers made Jared Goff look fantastic last week. I'm going to have to stick with the Rams. They're just too healthy, too good against a not-so-good, completely demolished team at home. You're right. I mean, I will take the Rams here, too. I, I'm, like, trying to find a reason to, like, take the 49ers here. But, like, you're right. Like, I just can't find one. Literally, the only reason is like you get that little gut feeling. Like, is it too easy? You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. Like, that's it. That little gut feeling in the back of your head. Like, it could be too easy. And, but, the, and the only reason I thought that against the Chiefs, the Chiefs Raiders game last week, is because the Raiders are still a good team. Right. So that's the only reason I was like, they are still a good enough team to keep this close. Yeah. I, yeah, like this the Niners night. are not a good enough team to keep this close right now. Right. So, yeah, I'll take the Rams, too. Um, the Rams minus seven for both of us. Um, the Chiefs minus three and a half versus the Buccaneers. This is probably the best game of the week. I'm going to let you take this one away because you got some explaining to do after your, uh, your, your old <laughs> take Chiefs plus 100. Chiefs oh plus two hundred. The Chiefs are the greatest team to ever play football. All right, that's what you sounded like next I, last week. So I you was, need to explain. I will stand behind it because you've seen the parlay for like a thousand, and they were the last leg that you and I threw more money on the Chiefs minus fourteen. So I stuck by my pick. I didn't flip flop. I didn't pancake. I didn't go against. I believed in it. Now, does Patrick Mahomes not throw that interception right before half and they go up a touchdown, change the whole game? Maybe so. Our defense couldn't stop a fucking fart in the wind. I mean, we looked so 
bad. Every time we get him in three and out, I think they converted every third down. Every play, every drive was a score for them. Now, here's my issue, though. Like, the Chiefs, yeah, they're 9-1. and one. They're still probably – they are the Super Bowl favorite. But their defense has been doing that all year. Like, this okay. isn't – No, they have not. Dude, come on. Their no, defense they have, have given up a lot of points. Only from the games. Panthers game on has that happened. They gave up 32 – or they gave up 40 to the Chiefs the first week. Our one and only loss. 31 to the Panthers – Thirty one to the Raiders. This is like where we've like started slumping. Like against these pan like the Panthers. It's not a good time like, to start slumping. I know, but last year around the same time we started slumping and then like we just picked it up towards the last four or five games of the year. Just our defense looked good. I don't know if it's because we're like getting people back and they haven't been playing and, and they're just getting their groove back or I don't know what the hell is happening. Um But here's my thing. They cannot do that this week. You know, it might be a shootout, but I'm taking the Chiefs offense over the Bucks offense all day. And I think we go into Tampa and we're gonna we're gonna cover the spread. We'll win by a touchdown, I believe. Um give me the Chiefs minus three and a half. Unbiasedly. I believed in the Bucks last week. They looked bad against the Rams. Now you're you're putting up Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey, who's like tied for second for receiving yards off of all receivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what kind of tight end does that? You know, we're getting all – Sammy Watkins should be back. You know, we've been doing this with, with Byron Pringle and fucking, you know, Nicole Hardman, who is on the COVID list. So, give me the Chiefs minus three and a half. Uh, I, I don't see us losing this game, especially because the Bucks just got demolished by the Rams. I can – Definitely see you guys losing. <laughs> I can definitely see you guys losing this game. The Buccaneers are just too good of a team to give them three and a half at home. I thought the same thing, too. I thought they were, oh, were going to beat this Rams team easy, but guess what? They fucking didn't. Yeah, but that doesn't make them a bad team. Like, they had a subpar game. Against a good team. Like every other the Rams are a have good a team, subpar par now, game. If, if it would have been like the Bears that came and beat the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay last week, then I'd be like, all right, yeah, like they got some The issues. Bears did beat Tampa Bay earlier in the season. Earlier in the season. Who cares? That's what I'm talking I about. I care this right now. This team is so wishy-washy. It's like they're good, they're not good. They're good, they're not good. They're barely good, they're really bad. There's never like a consistent good, 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 good. They, they bounce back. Like, that's the thing. They have bounced back in, in pretty big ways after losses. Um, their loss against the Bears. They play the Packers. 38-10. to 10 Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has the worst game of his career. It doesn't matter. They, they got still minus two points with him. They get blown out by the Saints, 38-3. to three. Next week, 46-23 against the Panthers. Dude, I, I think this is a bounce-back game. Tom Brady is too good. Bruce Arians is too good of a coach to let this thing keep sliding. And like you said, the Buccaneers are a really good team. It doesn't make sense that they're getting three and a half out. I think this should be at a pick them at worst. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm just I like the Buccaneers. If now if like the Buccaneers were minus three, right. then I'd probably be with you on the Chiefs. Right. So again, it's just like this is a weird number for the game, for me, at yeah. least. So, you're on the Chiefs. I'm on the Buccaneers. The Sunday night game, the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay minus eight and a half. The over-under is 45. Give me Green Bay every which way. The Green Bay Packers are legitimately unstoppable after a loss. Yeah. Like, they never lose that. Like, right. off a loss, they are the best team in the NFL. Right. So, yeah, give me the a half. Yeah, I, I bet on the Bears when they played the Vikings thinking, all right, this is it. This is going to happen. No, Nick Foles is bad. Terrible. I mean, they're the only reason they were even in that game is because their defense had, like, three interceptions, a fumble recovery. Like, you know, just completely played the best game of their career. And that's not going to happen against Aaron Rodgers. They're going to just run the field on these guys. Right. I don't see Nick Foles because Green Bay still has a decent defense. Mm -hmm. I don't think Nick Foles gets anything done. He might even get benched 
Uh, he might fake an injury, and they're going to put for in. Tyler Bray. Yeah. What What is up with Trubisky? Why is is like, he hurt? Like they're like, oh, this is our other guy. Is like, he what do you like, mean this is your other guy? They have completely lost, abandoned so him. much faith in Mitch Trubisky that they're starting Tyler Bray. I don't like, get that's it. the backup. I don't get Come it. Come on. Come on, get out of here. Mitch Trubisky is not that bad. Right. He must be hurt. He something. must have been on the injured list or something, and we just missed it. But, yeah, like this offense is horrible. They're 5-5 five and five now. Right. Remember at the beginning of the season, oh, the Bears are for real. The Bears are for real. They're 4-1, and 5-1. and one. They've lost four in a row. Yeah. This is the Bears team we were all waiting for that we all knew that they actually were. And now they have to play the hardest, or not the hardest, like they've had a really rough stretch. They had to play the Rams. They've had to play the Saints. They had to play the Titans. They had to play the Vikings. Now they have to play the Backers. Right. Coming off of a loss, it is just not shaping up well for Chicago this week. Aaron, the one thing that Aaron Rodgers is, is vindictive. Right. And he loves revenge and he hates, I, I'm sure he's been getting all kinds of hate. After these last two weeks of almost losing to the Jags and getting schooled this last week by the Colts, dude, the Packers are going to win this game by like 35 points. I don't put it. And I guess guess it's against Chicago. Like there's already like a rivalry there. You know what I mean? Like he's going to come in there and just destroy them. Absolutely. I I feel bad for the Bears this week. Yeah. Moving on to the Monday night game, the Seahawks minus five against the Eagles. This screams a game that, again, the Eagles should win, or the the Seahawks should win this game by 28, 35 points. I don't like the line here. The line scares the crap out of me. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles, and I told myself, even last week, what did I say? If they don't cover against the Browns this last week, I'm not taking them ever again. And guess what? Here it is. I got to take them again. You just got (laughs) to ride them until they win. Yeah. Because, like, what the The line is five. They have looked so bad. So bad. They're three and seven against the spread, three and six and one overall. The Seahawks just coming off a huge win against the Cardinals. Right. Like and they had like a mini buy. Like they've had more time right. to prepare and heal. So this game should be a touchdown. It, at it, least. If at least. And that's just why it's like a five now. Doesn't the, make sense. The Seahawks do like struggle struggle when they go into Philly. And that is the only reason when I saw this game, I was like, okay, but like Carson Wentz is just so bad. I don't, I don't believe that narrative. I don't. I don't think he's Have that you bad. watched his games? Who does he have to throw to? Regardless if he has to throw to, he's throwing to the wrong team. He turns the ball over every single – he's like Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's a stud though. Yeah. Because he has this a guy's team not, around him. Well, this guy's not a stud and throws picks like – Every fucking game. He's literally him when they... Hey, they're a first place team right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when him and Josh Allen played each other, they were both minus minus 150 to have an interception, and they did in that first quarter. Both of them. Bang, bang. Oh, it's terrible, yeah. Bang, bang. Like, come on, Nick. It's like, it's too easy to take the Seahawks. The only reason I'm taking Philly here, I really don't even like it. I really just want to take the Seahawks, but... The line just smells. Like, it doesn't it hasn't even... It hasn't even moved. From five to five, like oh yeah, there's no movement. The money all, all. like it it has to be all on Seattle. All on Seattle. I'm looking up right now. Who do you think is going to win this division? What division? The I mean, I guess both the NFC West and the NFC East. Uh, I could see Washington. Alex Smith is coming out. He does good. Their defense is good enough. You know, I think. The Giants were their only competitor, and Danny Dimes looks bad. I just, I'm taking, I'm taking Washington to win that division. Isn't that crazy? A three and seven team that's zero and four on the road, and we both think that they're going to win their division. Still. Right? Yeah, I mean, all, I mean, honestly, it's weird. All the money, everything says take Philly. Look at this: the sharp money's on Philly. The big money's on Philly. Their pro system. It went from plus three to plus five. It just screams, and it opened at three. That's what uh, this is. What Action Network is saying is that it right. opened at three. So opening at three, I'm I'm taking Philly for sure. Like there's just no way. Like how do you give them a three point spread against Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, yeah. Tyler Lockett, 
they got Carson back. They got Hyde back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, their defense isn't that good, but they should put up like 40 points against They them. should. Like, easy. But this is saying that they're not going to. I know. I mean, the totals went down. The totals went from 53 to 50. Yeah, this is a weird one, dude. It, it just screams. Like, this is a trap. This is 100% a trap game. <laughs> this is like 100. If you're not going to bet the Eagles, stay away from this game. If you don't bet the Eagles this game, you don't know sports betting. Right. And you don't, you're just taking the favorites because it's the favorites. I mean, and to be fair, we have both done that too. Like, we've, I, I've, no, I've done it a couple times this year, like where I know that the game is too good to be true and I still talk myself into it and I've lost both times. This is one of those games. Yeah. Absolutely 150%. Do not take the Seahawks this week. No. We told you last week, everyone was on the Packers. Do not take the Packers. What happened? They lost straight up. Yeah. So we're, we're telling you, keep, keep stay, stay on uh, the Eagles here. Do you have lock ready? Yeah, sure. For the sake of the show. Okay. The name of the show. Yep. It's going to be the last game we just said. The Philadelphia Eagles. I hate it. 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 I Once again, I hate it. I, I said I would never bet on the Eagles again. It's just too easy. Yeah. yeah. It's too easy to take Seattle here. So I have to take You're not wrong. the Eagles. This, this is a game that the Eagles are going to win. Right, right. Like, the Eagles will either A, win this game, or have a chance to win this game late. Right. And they shouldn't, but they're going to. I don't know why. Right. Can't wait to actually watch this game to see why this line is the way it is. Right. But, yeah. Um, Seattle's going to, like, come out and kick a game-winning field goal. Some, like some dumb. Some like, stupid. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on the Packers. Ugh. The Packers are my lock. Like I said, the Packers are unstoppable following a loss. They become the best team in the league after a loss. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and throw for like 400 yards this game. He's going to throw five so. touchdown passes. Both Aaron days. Jones is going to rush for like 100 yards. The Packers are going to win, and they're going to win big this week. They're going to bury the Bears. Bury them. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, there we go. Again, I don't like my lock. I hate the Eagles. Just remember that, everybody. When you hate something so bad, you have to take it. It's just so ugly. Yeah. It's so ugly. Yep. I keep trying to talk myself out of this, but it's just, it's so like, that's the one. That is. I, it is. That is the one. For the sake of the show, the Trap Game Podcast, I will give you the trappiest game of the week. And it is the this Philadelphia is even, Eagles. This is even trappier than the Colts and Packers last week. Yeah. Like definitely. way more trap. Way more. Yeah. And we were spot on about that. Yep. So, I mean, there we go. Uh, my lock for the week is the Packers minus eight and a half. Chris's is, is the Eagles plus five. It's not crazy. I love that game too. I would honestly probably lock it in if he didn't already. But yeah, I mean, the Packers is, is a game that I love as well. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Stay safe. Remember to only keep it 10 and under. Um, you know, wear your masks and all that around your family, all that crazy stuff. Don't but, let uh, your ugly cousin in. Yeah, don't yeah. let your cousins in. Don't let your your uh, step-aunt and your mother-in-law like, and your father-in-law. Save yourself a headache this remember, year. Remember, no, no, no too many hands in the kitchen. I saw right. that. They're like, only let certain people cook. Yeah. I'm like, does COVID like survive the oven? Is COVID <laughs> like survive the flames? Like, come on now, people. Right, right. Have fun, be safe. Watch some football. Watch some shitty football because the Ravens won't be playing tomorrow. Hey, hopefully the, the games are good at least. It's just like, they're shitty teams, but hopefully the games are good. I just wish they would kick the Cowboys and Lions off. Like rotate teams. You know what I mean? Like it's always those two and they're not good. I know, like they would be so much better if they were actually good. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, the Lions haven't been good for forever. The Cowboys are always extremely underachieving. I mean, I think the last time the Cowboys' actual, like, Thanksgiving game counted for something was, like, six years ago. 
five, six years ago. I think it counted when Dak first came to the league. They had that year, them and the Raiders right, were right, doing right. all right. right. Yeah. And, like, and now they just both tanked. But anyways, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Remember to share, like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Bet us our picks. Fade our picks. Hopefully we make you some money. Tell us way. which ones you fade. Right. I, I definitely would like to hear that one, too. Exactly. I want to hear your analysis and make sure and, like, make us look dumb. Right. Because we do it enough. Yep. Pile it on. But, yeah, everyone, thank you again. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Um, thank you again. All yeah. right, guys. See you later. Happy Thanksgiving.